Before we begin our episode, did you know podcasting is the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast today. Starting at $5 a month, HipCast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at HipCast.com. Another episode, or actually issue of Keep It Weekly. This is actually issue number thirteen or twelve. I'm bad at this. I'm I'm always so bad at numbers. Um, but yes, we are back to doing trying to do weeklies. Uh, it's been a while since we've done it. Um, but yeah, uh, we're back. Uh, and as always, my name is Vince, and today we're joined by our guest of a special guest friend of the program. Would you like to say hello? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? Raina didn't want to be called your special friend, but I will, Vince. <laughs> Thank you. This is Jeremiah Dempsey. What's up, guys? It's good to be back. I know. It's, it's been a while. I think the last time uh, we spoke, uh, there was a finger snap of, of some sorts by some cosmic being, and then you disappeared, Anthony disappeared, Raina disappeared for a moment, and then I disappeared. Uh, and I, uh, the, show, the show kind of like was quiet. I was like uh, on a height. No, I don't want to say how it is, but it was on a quiet note for a minute. Thanos really did a number on this podcast when he snapped those fingers, bud. Yeah, he did. But just we're just as, so resilient, though, because we came right out. We're back. We're back in it. <laughs> we're back, baby. Take that, Thanos. Um, but yeah, uh, how are things with you? Good, good. Hot as can be. It's unbelievable. Like we're sitting here. Like there was a day last week. I'm, you know, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona, about six months ago. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's weird. Like all the locals here are asking me like, you know, like how are you adjusting to the heat? And I don't even want to say anything because I feel like such a colossal pussy. I, I just, I just want to say, I feel like I'm going to die. Like I don't feel so good. I've got that whole, like every moment of my life. Like I, I feel like I'm just going to turn to ash and flutter away. Um, I, don't, I don't feel so good. I don't, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Basically there was a day last week where it got up to like 117. And when you get in your car, it's got to be 150 or 160 inside. 117? 117 degrees. I didn't even think of fucking thermometer goes that high, but it totally does. So um, <laughs> yeah, I've just been turning in just the laziest piece of shit in the world to staying inside all day long, every day, no motivation to leave the house. Well, I mean, I would, I would too. Like who the hell wants to go out into that? I mean, dust, is it, but is it like, well, I actually, I saw on the other day, there was like a dust storm, right? Yeah. Do you that, know what those are called? It's called a haboob. You ever heard that word in your life before? A haboob? Is that actually a uh, term? H-A-B-O-O-B, a haboob. Yeah. And it was basically just a wall of dust that's like 10 stories tall that just was blowing across the city. It's unbelievable. Is it? Is that a real term or is it? That's that's a term that is very haboob. well known. And yeah, it's a haboob. Everybody's like, watch out, a haboob's coming. And you're like, what are you even talking about? No, it's a for real thing. Like, that get the fuck like out a, of the way. That sounds like a sports center thing. Like, has, and he goes for a three. Haboob! He's got it. <laughs> I, I'm, su- I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised uh, Dan Patrick or somebody didn't steal that in about 1996. It seems like it'd be perfect. That's right. I mean, wow. But but I mean, so does that shut down like the city and like is it like no. does it, things stop? No. Nothing stops. I mean, you know, that in a situation like that, traffic gets a little bad. People slow down on the road or whatever. They all send each other Snapchats of you know sure. how crazy the weather is. But <laughs> but other than that, it's a. Uh, pretty much uh, businesses as usual. So it's a hundred and something degrees outside, pouring rain, lightning. It's terrible. People didn't tell me about this before. I oh moved my here. God. Oof. I'm so sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's horrible, but it's given me lots of time to just, uh, you know, not go swimming because everybody's like, at least you got a pool. Like who wants to go in the fucking pool when it's 120 degrees outside? Like, oh, the said, pool's not refreshing when it's 110. So they want you to jump into the boiling water. So they basically want to boil yeah. yourself now. 
Yeah, they're going to put you on for dinner, basically. Go jump in that fucking pool. Oh, my God. Cook to death. Do you think so, it's... But yeah, I've just been watching a lot of TV, watching a lot of movies, getting uh, getting real cozy with my uh, binge watching. You're avoiding the sun at all costs, basically, right? Yeah, I've become an avid watcher of Project Runway in the meantime. I'm a big Tim Gunn fan. Oh, please tell me. What's what are, what are the, what's, uh, this, what's uh, upcoming season trends? Oh, well, I don't know anything at all about fashion, clearly. Um, I, so I, pr- I pretty much wear my, my wardrobe consists of uh, cargo shorts and Star Wars t-shirts like any almost 40-year-old man with uh, no fashion sense. So basically, I'm watching, I'm thinking they're going to hate everything. And then they're like, oh, you made that dress out of a garbage bag and a fucking some Twizzlers. And it's amazing. It's high fashion. I don't know. But Tim Gunn's my hero. He's your hero? Okay, so good. Well, shout out to Tim Gunn. Designers? Yeah, he's the best. He's my hero. Oh, so, well, so if you've been, if you've been actually indoors a lot, watching movies, so do you watch, um, and we didn't, we didn't actually cover this in any of our, uh, episodes, but there was, there was another Marvel movie that came out after Infinity War. It was hard to believe, um, but I mean, obviously there was another movie, there was uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, it came up so fast. Like uh, I was, I like, I knew it was coming, but I almost forgot. So I didn't even see it right away. I don't know about you. I saw it like I just saw it last week. So it had been out two, three weeks by the time I saw it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it came out like right before like Comic Con or maybe like like yeah. first first weekend of July. Oh, it was I think it was July Fourth of July weekend. I think is when yeah. it came out. Right? Yeah, I believe I I did see it either Fourth of July weekend or even the, even okay. the following weekend. It was it was one of those like quiet quiet releases i don't know if it's because it got overshadowed by everything look i mean even even we didn't even cover it really and you know shame on us right but But um, even that's kind of where it lies in the mcu anyways though i think it's i think you've most people if they're sort of fans of of you know the nerd genre if you ask them if they liked it i think they would all most people would say that it was enjoyable it's probably not one of their favorite of the mcu movies but i think most people that saw it found redeeming quality in it and, and thought it was fine like, it was not nice, amazing, but yeah, it was cool. It was a nice change of pace and like changing the yes. gears because obviously the traumatic, you know, <laughs> traumatic movie that we just saw like in May, you know, makes us like, oh my God, I can't, I, I don't know if I can watch another movie. I don't know if I can see another superhero ever again, but um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, this one, definitely a little bit of a lighter tone. Uh, definitely. This is sort of their part of the franchise that geared more towards kids from the beginning. And this movie, I don't feel like it had as much of that over the top sort of toy story kind of like, you know, toys in a human world is kind of what the first one felt like almost. And then this one, I mean, there was a little bit of that, but, um, but it was still just lighthearted enough. I think to, it did a little bit, a little bit of brevity there after, after infinity. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think I guess, I guess um, obviously you had um, Paul Rudd and the returning cast, uh, Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas. Um, but the, I think the real the real MVP actually for me in this movie is actually Michael Pena. Oh no, he's amazing! He's, he's got all the good lines. His character is so nailed in. He's perfect. I, I, I love him so much. It's just like he he just brought every every scene. I don't want to say he stole it, but yeah, he just he captured your attention and just made you like going. I want, I want more. I want more of Luis. I want, I, I, I want to see. He's definitely the memorable sort of character that coming away from Right. Him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I know we did it in, during the infinity war. We did, we were doing our, our uh, ratings and everything. So what do you put, where would you have put this one? Um, honestly, it's probably like in the lower third, I would guess, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think almost every MCU movie, has been super enjoyable for me. So I just think the stakes yeah. for this movie were fairly low compared to some of the others. The character is not a marquee character. Um, yeah. Like I think it's enjoyable, but it's definitely, you know, somewhere like it's, it's better than Thor, the dark world. It's better than yes, a whole yes, to yes. me. Like it's better than some of the ones where I was like, Ugh. but it's not in sort of the upper echelon somewhere in the bottom half to bottom third but i don't think that's not a crazy slight because i like almost all these movies so i think it's so we're looking at maybe like a mid-second round pick (laughs) yeah yeah sure like somebody i mean it's it's got its place in the league 
it's not going to win an MVP, but it's got its place in the league. You know, it's, you know, they need someone. They, it's a role a player. Bench, it's, it's, a, it's a good bench player, role player. He'll come in every day practice. Yeah, he's he'll a rotation guy. He'll give you 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes on the, on the, on the court. That's all you need to, you know, just, just, just us, as long as the starters, you know, get, get a little bit of breather. Yeah. Ant-Man's a heat check guy for sure. He comes in off the bench, <laughs> he fills, yeah. fills it up for a, you know, a very short period of time. And then, you know, the flaws start to get exposed. So hey, it'll step away for a while. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and there were, yeah, you said, you just, you kind of mentioned them. There were, there were a few flaws in this, in this movie. Obviously, like, um, I don't always want to keep on hailing all the Marvel movies, even because I always seem like I'm always bashing all the DC movies. Uh, but, and there were, there were obviously, um, a few, a few missteps. I, I think that, I mean, it didn't kill the movie for me, but there were still ones that had me left, left, left my head scratching. Like, uh, I don't know if I went in that direction or why, like, like the like overall pace of the movie felt like I don't think it ever um, got sta- you know, stabilized at one point. It always just seemed like you're being zipped around to something like, oh, Scott's over here. He has to uh, avoid uh, Randall Park's character from getting caught by the FBI. Like, oh, I'm still under house arrest. And then, oh, now I'm over here with, uh, you know, Ghost and, I mean, and then that right there, too, the, the, the villain was... It was that was lacking, and that, that fell that fell under yep. the same formula as some of the um, uh, MCU villains, where it's just like not much of a formidable foe. I, I think this the first Ant Man movie was a little bit the same way too. I think, and you're right. I mean, we've talked about this before. The MCU, there's sort of the the Achilles heel has been the villains, you know, from top to bottom. Basically, um, they're fairly formulaic, and usually the it's a nameless, faceless. Like you see them, they're in that movie, and then their bigger picture sort of effect on the MCU is lost. That's why Thanos was such a big departure. And it's kind of the same thing. These Ant-Man movies sort of suffer from not having the weight of a formidable, you know, villain um, counterpart. So I think there was a little bit of that, like ghost, you feel sympathetic. Like you don't even really like, and I guess the, the best villains are usually those where you can sort of see their point of view, but I don't even know, I never really felt that bad for her, I guess. They didn't have the emotional weight that they wanted to have, I don't yeah. think. So it just, it wasn't tied in any sort of reality. Like I couldn't tell Florence Fishburne, like where he was, like, is he, there was too many shades of gray, I guess, in that yeah. story without having memorable characters that where you have like a history and sort of know where they're coming from to begin with. You're going to introduce new characters and try to give them emotional weight and a, sort of a, a, fairly realistic backstory and why they would be causing this conflict. And I don't think they ever got there with these guys, but yeah, still a fun movie. It was, no, it was, it was, it was uh, obviously a total popcorn movie. You know, you're seeing, and, and this was supposed to take place before, um, right. Infinity War. So it kind of also fall, like kind of loses, loses a, a bit of traction in, uh, in, a, in a way where I feel like I just saw this, you know, such an impactful movie with these, you know, these events that, obviously had high stakes and then you bring it back as, Oh, now we have a lighter tone movie, but it's supposed to take place prior to what you had just saw, like, you know, a month and a half ago, two months ago. And I'm like going like, well, I don't know why, why they messed around with that kind of a release timeline or, or what, I mean, what it was, it was just, I mean, I, I mean, overall, like, I don't know what, what the, what Feige and them were thinking. Yeah. Like why? And I think this is still a stopgap between, so it'll be this, then Captain Marvel, then Infinity War, or not Infinity War, Avengers 4, right? So Yes. I'm trying to think if there's any in between that, but maybe yeah. not. Maybe yeah, because I mean, yeah, I'm getting confused if Captain Marvel will be before Avengers 4 or if it's going to be after. I, I've been living under the assumption that it was going to be before because I think like everybody else or... Uh, many people think that Captain Marvel, especially after the post credit sequence of Infinity War, is going to be sort of the key to to beating beating Thanos, restoring order to the world, getting people back, whatever that kind of yeah. looks like. I mean, speaking of post credit scene, there was uh, same thing. There was another post credit scene, the Ant Man, where you feel that that's going to help also in in regards to beating Thanos, right? Uh, Something with the quantum realm going and being able to. I still don't fully understand it. I don't think I'm smart enough to totally understand it. <laughs> Some something to do with playing with with time and space and being able to um, bend reality interdimensionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was because I was when I was watching it. Like obviously, it was, I'll give. Yeah, I'm going to talk about positives from the music. Like, visually, 
the movie it was phenomenal. Like, especially when you're in the quantum realm, I mean, it felt like, I, oh, I feel like I'm in a, you know, a, the yellow submarine type deal. Like I'm seeing all these <laughs> floating uh, amoebas, but I mean, you know, these kind of whatever, things, uh, whatever, cells. It was an interesting counterpoint to, uh, to Dr. Strange was visually sort yeah. of similar in terms of the colors, the sort of, some psychedelic, psychedelic sort yeah. of uh, I mean, I, I thought it, it was like, uh, you know, you're just waiting for Jerry Garcia just to come out of nowhere and just like, hey, you know, and strum a little uh, song or two. But um, th- there was that. And then what was the other thing that I thought that was actually, I think, I don't know, maybe the action was also kind of, it was great, but I just think it was enough. I thought Evangeline Lilly was, was, was great in her character and she really showed that, you know, she can kick ass. I wish there was like more. Right. There wasn't enough. I guess you could say uh, fight scenes, right? Yeah, there there wasn't. Uh, well, especially when you think typically when you're going to have a sequel, the whole thing about having a sequel is bigger and better and more. Yeah, and they didn't totally go that direction with this movie. But it's, it's Ant Man, so Ant Man will be smaller. It's tiny, smallest, I, right? So you're just you're, you're bringing the scale down now. Even depending more. on if his suit is working properly, because if it's not, he might be really fucking big. Who knows? Oh, that's true, right? You never know. He just couldn't get that. He couldn't get that shit under control. No. Um, but but I mean, so we're saying this like bottom bottom rungish type. Uh, uh, somewhere, somewhere in there. I don't yeah. know. Was that kind of how you felt about it as well? I don't know. That's what it was for me. Yeah, and I and I tried to step away from the moment. I was thinking to myself, maybe it's because of just the way the how it was released you know and then but then even when i still took it to account like all right what if i watch this before i watch infinity war i still would have said like yeah like and how you mentioned like the sequel is supposed to be everything is raised up a bit on standards like everything is uh the bar is raised and i felt like this one yeah. like, it either just hit the bar or you know just just barely two, two three ticks under it and it was it was it was kind of like a, a rough one for me to like like to get fully, you know, be behind. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Overall, I took my money. Like, it's fine. Um, and, I, and I was fine with that, taking my money. It wasn't like, you know, a certain other comic book, uh, you know, movie studio that's just, you know, taking my money and I'm like, and, and, and I leave myself like shaking my head every time. Oh my God. Right. By the way. I mean, I would, I wish I could get on board with those movies. I was thinking about that the other day. So I watched a, uh, I'm trying to remember somebody that I, it was, uh, I know this is terrible radio, but anyways, one of the websites that I, or one of the YouTube channels that I frequent did a um, sort of a wall to wall deep dive coverage of the um, dark Knight movies. Okay, yeah. And they did this like super cut trailer. And it was like, it got me so pumped up because those movies I don't think are perfect, but they had me so engaged in those yes. characters. And, you know, the Heath Ledger being sort of the pinnacle of, you know, culturally what, you know, a performance for a movie villain and just like, man, those movies were so good top to bottom. And that was sort of the apex of my even caring even the slightest bit about, about DC characters. And, you know, Batman has had his other moments. I actually still enjoy the, you know, early nineties Batman. Well, the first one. Oh, Mike, Michael um, Keaton, Batman? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I like the first one. So Batman's had his moments with me. The Spider-Man movies. I mean, the Superman movies are, hokey like they, they don't hold up well you know when i was five i thought they were great now man watching richard Pryor fly along with them and stuff it's just not what you want it to be out of a superhero movie so i and i've never caught along i mean they've never got me yeah back, it's you know? well did you ever watch green lantern Ugh, no and that's what but i i am familiar but the fact that you even oh well, my god the, the deadpool you know homage to that oh, so yeah. good because i even though i hadn't I didn't watch that movie all the way through. I saw enough. I saw it on TV. I saw some clips of it. You know, I saw the trailer. I'm good. I feel like I don't need to see how bad it was. If you want to see how bad it was, <laughs> if you're ever, uh, if you're ever walking the dog and the dog decides to, you know, kind of pop a squat and start, you know, you know, make okay. it. There you go. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. You just, you just saw it. That's it. It's, it's shit right there. It's just shit. It's pure shit. The, the struggling look, the struggling and embarrassed look on the dog's face is the, the same as those yeah. movie doors. The, the, the shameful look of terror and like, like, oh, God, please don't watch this. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It perfectly described the Green Lantern movie. And, uh, you know, it's just watching uh, on HBO, I guess they had uh, Justice League is on, you know, is on there now, right now. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm torturing myself every time because I'm watching it. 
like I know at any point of the movie, I'm just like picking up and watching it over again, just just to just, like give it a chance and hope. And I just think to myself, I go, fuck me, what, what's going on here? Like I, I I don't understand it. And obviously, once again, you know, I know everyone's you know everyone has their own opinions. And of course, this is these these are these are ours, you know. And if yeah. our listeners don't share that, actually, please uh, share uh, share with me your opinions on our uh, on your on our socials on our uh, uh, Gmail. Like you know, go ahead and. Uh, Give us, give us a shout, and you know maybe uh, we'll have you on the show one time. And I want you to, you know, defend, uh, defend these movies in a, in a manner where not just like it's going to come down to like you know shit. You know, it's like no, like give me, give me like, give me a real like view of how, how these movies, how I should be watching these movies. I, I have somebody in mind. I'm gonna we we can talk about it later. I have somebody maybe we can bring on here. He's the world's biggest Superman fan, and. Uh, <gasps> He will defend oh. Superman to the death. I mean, oh, his name's Rudy. You've met him before. I think he was at my going away so, party. Yeah. He's, he knows they're not good films. Let's put that right out there. But he he's such a fan of the character that he's willing to overlook the flaws, get whatever bit of enjoyment he can out of these movies and be happy with it. And I would love to, I'm just, I would be fascinated to hear somebody like what the like what did it what is it that they get out of these that is enjoyable because it's just not i don't see it oh i mean you're you're, you're telling me I, I would i would love to have him as a guest we need to we need to get him we're gonna book him um all, all of our listeners you're, you're about to get some fireworks because obviously it's not an attack i just i just, I just need to i just need to hear the other side of the coin more yeah absolutely um uh, but it's funny too because you said he said they're they're, they're shit and, um, you know, speaking of that and like the movies being shit, you know, who's actually, I feel kind of responsible for that is, um, Zack Snyder. And, uh, he made Zack some, Snyder. He, that's your boy. He, you know what? He, he did a good job on 300, um, which was, have, have you seen that recently? <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. Oh, well, I mean, not like within the last month or so, but yeah, like, like recently ish. Man, I don't know. I saw a little bit of it not too long ago and it did not hold up for me. Like I do remember in the time seeing it in the theater and being and thinking that it was visually different and that it was it felt kind of cool. Oh, really? It's the substance. There's just not any. It's all visual tricks like it's all fluff and no substance. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I think that's what I came in to that movie with. But you know what? It was also I think. For me, for me, I I, uh, I didn't know that, that that movie was actually about a comic book, so oh, I yeah. didn't have any 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 previous content prior to like, all right, cool, like this is where it should be at, and you know, like Watchmen, I, I watch I watched that one, and it was it was long, and I it was okay. Um, obviously, once it was it was one of those ones where like I had to like wrap my head around like all the different things that are going on. Visually, it was a good movie. Storytelling, sure. was like, pacing was was just long, and and then that's those are the things that we see with uh you know with with him and his uh you know work. And unfortunately, he's no longer for, for, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately, he's no longer uh you know with uh, with the DC or uh, working with. By the way, did you hear that they're no longer calling it the DCEU? They're calling it the world, oh. the worlds of DC. What does that even mean? It means they think they can go ahead and wash away their fucking sins with just a change of a name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 no! I didn't, I didn't commit those crimes. That was Joe Smith. My name is Jack Smith. Don't worry. Totally different. Yeah, I, I did not totally different crimes. brand. We're totally unrelated. No way. It's a hundred percent the same thing, but totally different. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 horrible. I don't understand why he does these things. Um, and he, he's no, unfor- all right, I'll say unfortunately he's no longer with it because of the events that led, led to him uh, stepping away from, uh, stepping away from this, the, the projects and everything, uh, his family issues and everything that no, I'd never wish anything bad upon him with that. Of course. But, um, in the case, however, however, silver lining, um, <laughs> silver lining, but, um, he made some comments recently, um, this week, and he he was, he was referring to BVS, one of the you know one of his pet projects, or you know, God, I, 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 what, what did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Have you have you, have you looked at it recently? That was it like a thirty-seven, forty-seven, maybe. I'm gonna look it up for you right now because uh, I would love to know. I can tell you what it. Oh, uh, twenty-seven actually. Oh my God! I was overshooting. I was giving him ten percent, ten to like ten to twenty. Tomato ratings. Yeah, you were you were vastly overrating the Dawn of Justice there. 
Oh my god. No, no, not Dawn of Justice. Uh, BVS. Oh. The, uh, Batman vs. Superman. What did that get? Let's see. But holy shit, really? That, that's, that's the name of the movie. Not Justice League. The, it's Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, right? Oh shit, yeah, you're right. God, see? Look at that. So, 27. 27. Okay. Anyways. 27. And Either way, it, all of these movies are straight fucking trash. So I, it's understandable that we get confused about which one is titled which. It's real fucking bad. It was playing on a plane. I was on a plane from Oregon to Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, and that movie was playing on the plane. Guess how many people were paying attention? Uh, I'm going to say zero. Nobody. They were all either sleeping or fucking throwing up from watching that movie that was presented in front of them. So were the, all the flight attendants were all running around with, uh, with uh, you know, those, like, puke bags, like, passing them. But I'm, yes. so I'm so sorry. We yes. can't stop this. Here, for your pleasure, and they give you a puke bag, this is for your pretzels and half of a Diet Coke that you just had an hour ago. Because it's definitely going to end up on your lap if we don't give you this thing, because the movie is so terrible. Oh, my God. Well, if he couldn't get any more terrible, well, he made some comments about, you remember this scene where you see... Um, uh, Bruce Wayne, he's looking at a, you know, a, a, suit, a Robin suit that's just in a, in a right. case and it had like, ha ha ha, the joke's on you um, thing. And you, yeah, the implication that there's a dead, there's a, a dead Robin. Dead Robin. And all of a sudden everyone thinks like, oh yeah. shit, that was Jason Todd. Like, oh my God, you know, and everyone, and then obviously after that, you know, there was like rumors of a Nightwing movie and things like that going you know, right. forward. Um, but then Zack Snyder, he's no longer part of this, you know, the projects and studios, but he just still opens his mouth and he says, "Oh, by the way, um, Robin, yeah, that was uh, that was Dick Grayson. That, that was his suit." And I'm just like, "Hi," <laughs> to the man who's answering the question that no one fucking asked, dude. Just like, what the hell, <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> Here he comes out of nowhere. I mean, luckily he did it on that uh, social media uh, site, Vero. So I don't know, maybe he hit like five subscribers or whatever. Yeah, look, there's nobody on I mean, there. But it caught fire, apparently. Somebody noticed it and was well, just like, wait, Someone what? noticed it and then they put now it on, crazy. like, obviously the, the heavy hitters, like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and things like that. And it just, yeah, it just raises these questions. Like, oh, why are you still, like, talking about a project that obviously didn't do didn't do so, so well? And then you just want to feel like, oh, by the way, I'm just going to ruin this movie for you even more. That was fucking Dick Grayson. Eat a dick. Like, oh, Okay. Thanks a lot. Like, and it's still unclear though whether that's sort of DC's stance. All right. I mean, it kind of doesn't matter at this point. I mean, ultimately, what was in his head and what's going to play out are sort of irrelevant because in the movies, that you know how uh, DC's actually going to address that. They're going to basically. Well, that that? actually film is under the DCEU universe. We're actually now the worlds of DC, so that does not apply. And everything from this point on oh. is, is ours. And both of- oh, so it's a, it's a total reboot? Well, no. No, I mean, those other movies still, you know, count and stuff. But not but not really. Not the stuff that doesn't make well, sense, you know, this, of this, this, this is basically uh, Michael Scott coming out and yelling in the office, I declare bankruptcy! And Oscar's just like, um, you know, that's not how it works, right? You, 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 you still have that's a lot of debt, Michael. You, I mean... You know what? I was actually thinking about Michael Scott when you were sort of just mind blown at um, Zack Snyder. And, and I was just thinking about when he's talking to Toby and he's like, I <laughs> hate so much about the way you choose to be. That's exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's the face that I'd make. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's just no, no, I mean, no, no, no one asked him. Like, it was just coming out of nowhere. And I'm scared that he's just going to keep on spouting off these things where it's just going to. Damage the brand even more, and it'll make it hard for the traction for DC to even kind of get like any kind of a footing, like proper footing. Like, and I guess there was one thing in his. Uh, he also mentioned like he wants like oh I want to actually bring in a female Robin into the mix, which I get fine. Right. Like, that'd be nice. Like you could see Stephanie Brown. That'd be that'd be cool. Uh, but the problem with that is like I mean, well you didn't have to kill you know make it make it you know kill Dick Grayson. Like you could have said, like it's Jason Todd, just like the comics. Like, do you, do you even read comics, bro? Yeah. God damn it! Like, fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, he's just so he. That's got to be very frustrating to somebody who is. I mean, I, ideally, they are catering to comic book fans. They're obviously not doing a very good job. They're trying to appeal to the masses. They're trying to walk 
the line. They're trying to play both sides and doing it incredibly poorly. I think that's one of the things that Marvel does really well is they don't always adhere to what happened in the source material leading to it, but they'll pick and choose things that make sense enough that they're, you can sort of wrap your mind around why they did it. And it's generally appealing to the general public and look, and you have billion dollar films. DC is just like, what? Nah, we're trying something new. Fuck you. Boo, boo, exactly. boo, 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 boo. Shooting middle fingers at you nonstop <laughs> rapid fire. Exactly. Like, oh, you like that? All right, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. We're gonna go totally opposite. I I, I mean trash. I mean, if they if their uh if their main goal is just to piss off piss off fans and you know uh, and I'm all for, you know, creativity and like trying trying new things. But there's also respecting the the foundation that you're going to be working on and the fans that are going to be watching this. Like, yeah. You want to make sure you, you do, you do the service. And I, I don't, I, I just don't think that sometimes that, that's what happens, you know, and I don't understand why, why this, why, why it happens all this way. I don't know if I'm going to change the name of this uh, podcast to uh, the, I hate DC, you know, club, because I feel like almost every episode, I'm always <laughs> like bashing them in some sort of way, just their movies though. I like their TV shows. So, and I like their, I like the storylines in the comics okay. more than Marvel. So it's just, I just really have my qualms with them are just like their big budget, you know, motion pictures that they have that you know that they're putting out there for everyone well they spend all their money on like big name talent who doesn't totally fit and it takes you out of the film and they don't invest nearly enough in the story and it's all like you said i mean it's there's no substance to anything that they're doing and i just think marvel does a far better job at finding people who embody the characters and they get the emotion and the sort of the comedy like they've got they've got the great balance of of all of it dc just can't no matter what they do they can't stop tripping over their own dick <laughs> uh you know but you know who's actually gonna make it uh, get a last laugh out of this um no i mean i don't know if they'll laugh but henry cavill right do you remember the whole thing the mustache not shaving it because he had a movie yes. you know what the movie was uh because he you know he didn't want to shave i saw yeah i have no idea it was basically it was it was mission impossible Right, Uh-oh. and that movie is number one in the box office. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it just it's just crushing it box up box office number wise. So in his case, you know, in you know, I gave him lots of shit. Like, dude, just why the fuck did you not shave the mustache? You know what? Good for you. At least you know <laughs> you stuck up for that. You know, you did the mustache thing, and I said it. And I'll apologize. This is me apologizing to Henry Cavill and his uh his choice for keeping the mustache. I said that fucking mustache better be worth it in the movie. You know what? 30, uh, 30, I think uh, $30 million opening day uh, later. Like, fuck it. Yeah. He's telling me, guess what? He gave me a Superman uppercut to the face. (laughs) Him and his agent both knew like, look, the Superman's a sinking ship. We're going to get on uh, Tom Cruise's coattails here. And you're going to wear that mustache all the way up to the top of the box office, bud. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to go through some memes. You're going to have to go through some, you know, (laughs) a lot, a lot of, you know, public public uh, humil- uh, humiliation, but... No, worth it. Worth it. In, in the end, you're going to have a number one box office movie block up, uh, blockbuster this summer. And you know what? Good for him. I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's stuck for his guns and he didn't, uh, you know, and it's working out for him. So, Henry Cavill, if you're going to listen to this episode, this is me, Vince Masao, saying, I apologize. And you know what? You made the right decision. The mustache was the way to go. You bet on the mustache and that, that sucker took you all the way to the top. Take it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but um anyways that, that was that was, so that was you know Zack Snyder that was a DC thing this week uh, uh, real quick we'll just take a, take a quick break and we'll be right back hey Anthony did you hear we're on Stitcher now uh, I didn't realize we were so popular with the knitting and sewing community oh my god was that another dad joke? Or is this you being dumb? Maybe just a little bit of both. Oh, God. Okay, well, I'll let that one pass. I'll go ahead and drop a little knowledge on you. Based on the Wikipedia page, Stitcher is an on-demand internet radio service that focuses on news and information radio and podcasts. It provides free online streaming through their website and on mobile applications on Androids, Blackberries. Blackberries? What? Blackberries. Are those even still around? I don't know, man. That's weird. Oh, oh my God. Okay, well, Blackberries and iPhone. It's been described as the most popular alternative to the default Apple Podcast app as of 2016. 
Oh, that's Stitcher. Stitcher Radio. It's where you can get the freshest episodes of your favorite podcast and radio shows streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. From NPR's Fresh Air to Adam Carolla, WNYC's Radio Lab to The Wall Street Journal, Rush Limbaugh to Rachel Maddow, and even our show, Keeping It Nerd. Stitcher organizes and delivers the world of talk radio fresh daily. Listen whenever and wherever you want. Listen to over 65,000 radio shows and podcasts on your iPhone, iPad, Android, or PC anytime, anywhere. Fine, keeping it nerd on Stitcher Radio today. Or tonight, if you're listening at night. Or in the wee hours of the morning, if you happen to be waiting for our podcast feed to refresh as we upload this current episode. And now, on with the show. Stay tuned, more Keeping It Nerd on the way. And, you know, Marvel actually had a little bit of news this week. Not MCU Marvel, but Sony Marvel. Um, How do you feel about that? So we got the new Venom trailer. Yeah. And I, first of all, before I had even seen it, a lot of street buzz about the new trailer. Because I think a lot of people were overwhelmed or underwhelmed with the teaser. Yeah. Sort of where, you know, you barely get a glimpse of the symbiote. You kind of don't know what's happening. The second trailer, I think this is the third one, actually, that just dropped, right? Yeah, I think the, there was, like, a really, yeah. really small, like, teaser. It was just yeah. inside that, and uh, right. getting an MRI, and then you got the one yes. with the symbiote, or what were they calling it at the time? <laughs> I did, that's symbiote. really weird. I was like, some... Yeah, Je- Jenny Slate, who I actually really like. I think she's really funny, but symbiote. They should have not let her pronounce it that way. <laughs> they fixed it in the, <laughs> they fixed in the new trailer. Oh, did they? Because the, I, the trailer I saw yeah. today, that's how she was pronouncing it, so I must not have... Uh, yeah, I need to go back and, and well, check maybe, out another person. Maybe, maybe you got you so used to her saying it that in that way that now it's just like you know, it's But I don't know. Like I've been, I've had several people come up to me and say like, "Oh, you seen the new Venom trailer? It looks sick." And I'm like, "Really? All right. Well, I'm hope I got big hopes now because I was pretty underwhelmed with what I've seen so far. And I, I don't know that I'm 100 percent on board, but I like it. I like it better. Like I'm, I'm gonna go see it now. For sure. You're warming up to it. You're warming I'm warming up to, up to it. Although I'm sort of predisposed to not being on board because to me, Venom is so tied in Spider-Man to not have Spider-Man in that universe, at but least at the moment, not? at least yeah, at the moment. Do you think there's going to be some sort of like, do you think there will be an Easter egg-ish or uh, a, I mean, do you think there'll be a mention of like, like you're not the only wall crawler we've seen over I, in New York? You would no. almost think they would have to be since Tony, since Sony's tied into the project, there's no conflict of interest with them promoting yeah. another product, but it's, um, yeah, it's odd to me that to, that if they move forward with that character without having Spider-Man be a part of that story long-term. Because if it's successful, there'll no doubt be more Venom movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not having Spider-Man be part of that would be, a, there'd be a big disconnect there for me. Well, do you think he looks better than the Topher Grace Venom, right? Um, it, yeah, I think in general, I mean, we're how many years along now, you know? I think well, eight, over 10 years, 10 right? years. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 exactly. So they're, the CGI in general is going to be significantly better that something about the eyes not being symmetrical are bugging me for some reason like oh. there's there's something about the overall look that i'm just like it's a little bit off but um but yeah i think tom hardy i think is a better actor than Topher grace he's a little bit more believable as a sort of somebody who can do some damage i don't i, I don't know yeah, he, i think he's, overall he's right it just you should say like he's like he's like he looks like he's properly equipped to be handling like some stuff like the shit that was to go down, like he can handle himself, and like he looks like a little bit, yeah. He looks like he could, he's you know from the streets, and he could you know he could handle a street fight. Whereas Topher Grace is basically Eric Foreman, you know, and he's just being like you know swung around. It was yeah, it was kind of hard. I know it was. Yeah, that seventies nerd doesn't really make sense. But then I mean, none of the, I mean, realistically, I mean, Spider Man didn't look like he could do anything. Uh, he, I guess he shouldn't though. That's yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Is he's supposed to look like a kid, even though he was probably 45 years old yeah. by, the, by the time they oh, had he was, push, he was pushing 40s, at least. I think they had an over-the-hill birthday party for uh, Tobey Maguire. That, that, and had, uh, <laughs> but you couldn't tell, though, when he had that, you know, the wisping hair and he had that emo cut type deal and he was dancing around. Oh, dancing down the street with wearing fucking guy liner? Uh, this Gross. guy. Let, let's fast let's forward. Not, let's I, come back to this because we, we, we do that all day long. What are your feelings? What are you thinking um, about this show? Uh, I am warmed, I am warming up to it. Uh, I was a little bit kind of in the teaser. I was, I, when it was just Eddie Brock in the MRI machine, I was like, okay, I don't know. Like, that was just like too small. 
then the uh, second trailer came out when it was like full on. You see the Venom, uh, you know, somebody take him, you know, or take him and then goes over his face and he's just oh, or Venom. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, that looks like it's, I can get on board with that a little bit more. Um, maybe, maybe uh, hearing his accent, Tom Hardy's accent sounds a little like... Because he's supposed to be based in San Francisco. So, I mean, I guess you could say, like, oh, yeah, he's just a transplant. He could just, you know, move from there. But it's just like, a, my name's my name's Eddie Brock. I'm a writer. I, I mean, it's like, um, okay, that's doesn't sound so West West Coast, like California, but obviously you could be from anywhere. Right? Yeah. Are you sure you don't yeah, work yeah, on the docks? Like, exactly. what do you think you're a writer? Hey, he's just one of those guys that, you know, he fell into writing. It's an interesting um, choice. But... I was, and I was also kind of like um, wondering about like how are you going to play Venom, who's been mostly known as a uh, villain, uh, thorn in Spider-Man's uh, side. Yeah. Even though there's been uh, in other con- uh, in other storylines, he's actually become like an anti-hero-ish. Well, that's how they're literally marketing this as yeah. the anti-hero. Yeah, kind of like a uh, Deadpool, right? Uh, in a way. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, they want. I mean, an anti-hero, but not in the like the humor, the same tone, and everything. I'm just saying, like. Overall, like this is an anti-hero you're gonna have, you're gonna root for because like he isn't perfect, but he is someone that is actually doing some sort of good. Uh, conflicted heroes, anti-heroes, like those are usually the most interesting because the like Superman to me, not I mean even though I, he feels compelled to protect the people of Earth or whatever, but he's so squeaky clean. Like it's there's it, like nobody could be that perfect. So I think there's a disconnect there. Whereas you have somebody who's conflicted, they don't know whether to do right or wrong. They just know they. Have oh. to live by their own code. There's no, definitely this Superman, Stone Cold Superman, Steve Superman's got some demons, though. Remember, well, remember when he got drunk and he started flicking peanuts in the bar? And that, yeah. that, that was I was like, going, oh shit! That going that that's a Superman that I don't think anyone wants to see. That was that was a great. He had a five o'clock shadow going on. Oh, I want Rudy. Yeah, that's I, want, okay. I want Rudy to defend that one. Like, yeah. that's your hero. <laughs> that guy right there, drunk. I see that guy every Saturday night. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, that's okay with me. If that was the the sort of the gist of the hero at all times, yeah, I'd be really interested by that. Somebody with like unlimited power, but is super conflicted and can't get out of his own way and makes all kinds of mistakes. Like, sure, sign me up. I'll I'll check that out. Yeah, I mean, and then back to so back to like uh, uh, Venom. Like, obviously, there's like uh, he's gonna be fighting other symbiotes. Right? There's a. I, I thought at first you're gonna see Carnage, but they're saying right now, I guess the main villain's uh, Riot. In the, the Lethal Protector, Venom Lethal Protector um, comic uh, comic run, yeah, he was it was basically him versus uh, five, four or five other symbiotes, and Riot okay. Riot was uh, one of them. It's basically, like Carnage, like a bunch of like other Carnages, right? But for me, in my head, yeah. I just think of Carnage. Of course. Um, and then they haven't actually uh, Woody Harrelson's in this movie. He's casting, but they haven't you haven't seen him at all in a trailer, so we don't know if oh, he's going to come out as being Carnage. Uh, at one point, like towards at the end, and maybe you know he's actually it was like a misdirection. You think that'll be the big? That could be the 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 twist, sort of banking that people are familiar with Carnage as a as a character as well. Instead of and then maybe there's some vague allusions to Spider Man. Yeah, and Tom Holland will swing right in and just kick him in the butt and like you know help out Venom and he'll swing, you know swing back into the MCU. But we don't know. Oh, these guys look weird. Whoa, you guys ever see this movie Aliens? You know, like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. I, I can't wait for it. It's coming out in October. Yeah, not that far away. We're, we're not that yeah. far away at all. Uh, I guess the only thing, I know a lot of people are kind of like bummed about him not having that spider, that kind of spider uh, symbol yeah. on his chest. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like broken up over it. That's, it's, it's fine that he doesn't have it. And, and you never know that it's, that's just showing the trailer right now. Um, maybe when the final product is uh, out there, they'll actually, you know, put it in po- post-production or edit it back in or something. Cause it's not the first time we've seen something in a trailer and all of a sudden it's not there or it's different from what you actually see the final product you see on screen. True. And they're definitely not going to do that if Tom Holland's Spider-Man is not going to be part of the story or if they're potentially saving that as some sort of spoiler, they're not going to put that symbolism or that, you know, literal symbol in there. Um, cause then there's big expectations yeah. for it, of course. Exactly. And, you know, we're going to stay on the same track with this, uh, um, this whole thing with, with, with Spider-Man and Spider-Verse. There was actually a, a Craven. Uh, he's one of, one, once again, another Spider-Man villain that's actually going to be getting his own movie written right now. 
Um, it's very interesting it was, that they're going down the road of all of these Spider-Man villains in a world that doesn't contain Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first one, right? You have uh, you had Jared Leto being casted. So now you have talent actually being casted already for a movie that's going to be Spider-Man less. And you're just like, what's what the hell's going on here? Like, I mean, I understand that Jared Leto is probably mad that he's no longer Joker, or um, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is now going to be uh, playing a Joker origin movie and. He doesn't know his status in the DC, so he said, "Screw it! I'll just go to I'll just jump on the Marvel Marvel ship, and I'm gonna I'll take my talents elsewhere." Um, but but then, like I said, like yeah, you said you, you, I don't I, I don't know where Sony's going on with this uh, this direction with with Spider Man characters without Spider Man, um, right? Because Craven, I'm not that familiar with the Spider Verse in general. But his whole thing is he's like a big game hunter, yeah, right? Yeah. And he's hunting his biggest game. Yeah. He's hunting Spider-Man. Exactly. So, I mean... So is... I mean, and I'm not the first person to say this, I'm sure, but it, is is Venom going to be the one who takes that place? If the Venom movie oh. is successful and he and they're able to position him as a anti-hero and they want to keep... Spider-Man separate in this universe, can Venom sort of be the the target of the affections of of Craven in terms of hunting now this big game? Holy shit! You know what? I did not think about that. I was thinking on the other on the other side, like, oh, okay, maybe they're just like setting up all these side movies, like Spider-Man movies, and they'll just create the Sinister Six movie. You know, I know they had that in plans uh, before, yeah. Yeah. and I thought maybe this is the groundwork for it. But you know what? I like I like I like your 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 theory better. That makes so much more sense because if, yeah, you can't bring back Tom Holland back onto Sony's side and, you know, that that you just can't bring Spider-Man back into the fold, then, yeah, you already have some sort of a Spider-Hero-ish, you know, character that, yeah, you just go ahead and plug in the parts. Uh, once again, then I'll be kind of a uh, little bit disappointed because now you're kind of taking away, like, the real, real true essence of uh of everything now you're now you're kind of doing a dc move or going well i know here's the source material and everything but i'm gonna totally say you know two middle fingers and here we go we're gonna go this way but uh, i mean it would have to be so expertly done because if you look at the history of the marvel movies that are done outside of the mcu not great you know the silver surfer movies they got fantastic the fantastic four. four you got you know it's it, there's definitely a disconnect because even though it has the Marvel logo or the Marvel studios logo up front, it's not the same. People want the MCU and they want them tied in together and they want to see crossovers and they want to see cameos. And that's what sort of grounds it in, I was going to say grounds it in reality, but it, it, it sort of uh, like verifies it or something like, okay, this movie's all right. Cause this is yeah. what it takes place. Um, and I'm sorry. I mean, like, I'm, all, I'm all actually, you know, so yeah. now that you say that I'm going to I'm actually, I'm keeping peace now. I'm at peace now a little bit more. Like, okay, if that's what they're going to go, I can kind of get on board with it. It was just, it was just going to be hard for me to say like, you're going to make a movie about obviously a villain. So how am I supposed, why am I going to cheer for this villain? Like, I understand why we've been cheering for uh, Venom before, but for me to now like be like rooting for the villain or in this, in this, in this manner, like, unless you're going to make it like some sort of like, I don't know, I even say like Rambo first blood type deal. Like he was, you know, he was on the run and, you know, they, he was caught, you know, he was made by the system or whatever, created, created, created this right. Like, okay, shit, like, yeah, I don't blame you, man. Like, you, you were just pushed into this thing. Like, you were just trying to get home uh, to get a grilled cheese sandwich. And, and these officers pulled you over and said, <laughs> what are you doing there? And, you know, they beat you up and threw you in the cell. And, you know, two hours later, you're just over there saying they, they drew first blood and you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, wow, I think we went off on a uh, tangent on that. Or actually, I went off on a tangent on that one. But... <laughs> but thank you. You know what? This is this is why I like having having another person on the show to give me give me the other side of the coin. Like I did not really think about the the, the Venom factor that he'll be the, he'll he'll play the Spider Man part if there was going to be a villain movie, you know. And like, all right, well he's going to have to hunt someone. Then he'll hunt he'll hunt Venom. <laughs> if that's if they're able to, if I'm sure the Venom movie is successful and it's contingent on them being able to position him as some sort of anti-hero because his behavior in the trailers, it seems pretty violent, but also they're using the words anti-hero like on the screen. So they want you They're They're already putting in the back of your head. Like you're going to, yeah, he looks like he's doing some pretty terrible stuff, but you're going to end up rooting for this guy in some way. 
So if they're able to get that over and have people walking away from that movie thinking like, oh, Venom's awesome, like Venom's super fucking cool, and they're able to position a little bit of sympathy, you know, for him on some level, then yeah, then I think you got a chance of uh, spinning it off without Spider-Man or being able to then postpone Spider-Man until you've gotten through a couple of those movies and just have him kind of lurking in the background for a while. And then Venom maybe doesn't become the antihero anymore. He turns fully to the dark side, so to speak. And now you've got him as a full-blooded villain in the, you know, sort of like you have a heel turn in wrestling and you feel like a terrible piece of shit because you were rooting for this guy for so long. Hogan, and, why uh, would you do that? Why you would know? you do that, Hulk Hogan? That, you're bringing back yeah. memories of just him, you know, yeah. the, uh, you know. Sar- how about Sergeant Slaughter is all, all, all of a sudden an Iraqi <laughs> sympathizer and, uh, walking around with general adnan and now you're like what oh my god he turned his back on america like i had an action figure of him come on you're supposed to be the real american hero you're part of the joes damn it i watched him in the gi joe cartoon you son of a bitch um but yeah they when they pull it off well it's always you know if you think i mean i we're probably sick of me doing wrestling analogies but the rock the rock in 1998 when he first wins the championship they have the tournament at the King of the Ring to do the claim the new championship, and you're you're rooting for mankind the whole time, or you're rooting for Rock the whole time, thinking that mankind is, you know, Mr. McMahon's sort of chosen one. Yeah, you get to the end, they do the screw job thing, and the Rock turns out to have been in McMahon's pocket the whole time. The whole time yeah, and, now, and you you go from rooting for him the whole time, thinking, oh, the Rock's finally going to win it, to fuck you, I never wanted in you guys, you guys always hated me. Now I'm the man, and it's just the biggest heel in the world. You just hate him. If they're able to do something like that, I'd be very interested. Yeah. Well, it, it, when you put in that analogy, which is perfectly done, I, I mean, when you when you put in a wrestling analogy, then then yeah, and you're like, okay, I'm like I'm 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 down with it. I'm for it. And I'm pretty sure there's, there's a wrestling analogy for everything in life. Oh well, I, you know what? That's gonna be that's gonna that's gonna be your quota from now on. Anytime you're on the show, you're gonna have to give me one of those. And I think I've given one on every single <laughs> podcast I've been on. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you're still, yeah, you're like five for five, six for six already on this. Um, At least. Let's see. Um, well, so yeah, that gives me hope now uh, with what Sony's going to do. Um, that's still not sure about what they're going to do with Jared Leto. And uh, I mean, if he, I guess he could play a good vampire, right? Morbius the vampire. It'd be nice though if they brought in him and then all of a sudden there's actually going to be him and a blade. Blade movie type deal. Like, I'll be on board. If you bring back Wesley Snipes, all right, all right, let's let's see this. Is he out of jail yet? I believe so. I think he's. I think he's paid all of his. Uh, you know, paid all of his dues. I think. I mean, I don't know. Good. He was in that, he let's was get in, Blade back in the saddle. Then he was come in, uh, on, he was in Expendables. So, um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, and one other uh, last thing that we had um, for the week. Um, you told me about this game months and months ago, months and months ago, right? And I was busy. I was so busy playing Overwatch, and then I recently finally got onto playing it. Fortnite, right? Like, this is crazy. It's become the biggest thing in the world. It's unbelievable. And it was a free game. It still is a free game. Free, and they're free making downloads. So much money. So much money. Yeah. Do you know Do you how think that- they're making somewhere in the neighborhood of like three hundred million dollars a month or more, four hundred million dollars a month, something? Because like people are buying all the upgrades and skins and shit like that. Is that what it is? Yeah, which is it's yeah. crazy to me. Do you think? Do you think this is going to change the landscape then of uh, video games? Like, do you think uh, it would have to? It would have to because this is they're showing. I mean, their their model has shown if you have the right type of game that it's you know accessible, easy to play, something that is. You know that it, because it doesn't have the best graphics in the world, yeah. but it's visually appealing. It's easy to look at. Yeah, it's the mechanics are not easy for me because I have stupid stubby fingers and I'm terrible hand-eye coordination. But for most people, are obviously able to at least if they're predisposed to being able to play a first-person shooter, are able to pick that game very quickly. Yeah. and it's it's visually appealing. It's little kids can get on board even though it's a little questionable whether we should be having them get on board with games like this these days but that's okay it's it's something that is adults like it kids like it um although it is corrupting the minds i gotta tell you this so i'm in seattle a couple of weeks ago and we were at a farmer's market or we were at pike place oh, okay, market uh-huh. you know but down there for starbucks and the throwing the fish and that whole thing and we go we're walking through this crowded hallway where there's all these you know fresh cut flowers and vegetables and fruits and i see this kid look at rainier cherries 
and you know they're sort of like yellow oh, yeah. and reddish. This fucking kid, he's he's probably twelve years old. Hey, Dad, are these apples? Are these apples, Dad? And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, that kid's been playing Fortnite, and he thinks those are the apples that oh, they leave on the ground because he has no, God. he can't tell scale. So this guy sees these fucking cherries on the ground and thinks they are apples. So Fortnite is definitely it, parents should probably be limiting their kids play a little bit on these things because it's taking away their ability to critically think. But um, no denying how popular it is. Very if, widespread. If, if that's what Fortnite's going to do is you're going to, you know, can't even have a child comprehend the fruit comparisons and fruit at all. Jesus Christ. Like, I think we have, a, I think, uh, I think we need to, you know, we need to have a talk now with Epic games and, uh, you know, maybe having some realism brought into their, uh, their, their game. Hey dad, are these apples? What the fuck? I, w- I had to stop walking for a second. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing. And at that point, you wanted to catch one of those flying fish and then you wanted to kind of like slap the kid in the back of the head with it probably. Like, like, oh my on, God, kid, kid. full force. Actually, I wanted to hit the dad. I was like, is this, a, this the kind of kid you raised? Oh my God. Did he, Kill did, yourself. Uh, was this kid, uh, was he doing, did he dab after he asked that question? Yes, he did. Actually, uh, he did the uh, whatever that stupid dance the, is. The, the winner, winner, chicken dinner dance type shit. Is he was he doing that? Oh, God. No. What's the one where you wiggle your hips back and forth and you swing your arms as fast oh, as possible? He, he was flossing. Flossing. That's what that shit is called. That's uh, what he was doing. He said, "Are these apples, Dad?" And then he flossed as hard as he could. Oh my God. Anywho, Fortnite yeah, making hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, changing the have landscape. You tried, I know that you've been playing it. Yeah, I've been playing not as much. So just because I get a little frustrated with it because like I'm not as uh, good as a builder. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to run, shotgun someone, and then build a fucking fort, and then you know build some stairs, and then all of a sudden like no, like these people are like obviously playing these things like 24 seven. They. The, the players that are, that are on here are actually they're, they're phenomenal with, with the fact that they, they can actually really multitask. <laughs> I mean, it's weird when we say that in a video game, but I mean, it's just like, like, like you're, you're over here, you're jumping in the air, you're cutting, you're, you're creating these, these ramps, these stairs, and all of a sudden, like, and, you, and after that, you just go ahead and like launch a grenade right at me, and I'm like dead, and I'm over here like unloading my Gatling gun on you, like, come on, what the fuck is going on here? And this kid's over here like going, eh, I got you, and you're going, bastard. I know you're 12 years old. You're just watching them dab in your face and then run off. I know Terrible. I know you're a 12 year old in Seattle over there choking on your little cherries. Cherry apples, <laughs> you know? And you know, now that you brought that to my attention, now I'm going to feel like every time I'm playing someone and I, and I die to someone, I'm just going to like, you. Like, I want to ask them, like, do you even know what a fruit is? Like, do you even know what a cherry is? An apple? Um, but back to. Dumb idiot. <laughs> back to the whole Fortnite thing. The reason why I uh, brought that up was. Uh, they're actually making it available on Android devices now, which is like it's, you're really just widening your your audience. And like I said, it's changing the landscape. You can make this is a free game. Obviously, you'll you'll have to pay for upgrades here and there. I have I have a, I know someone who you know told me he's like, oh yeah, I spent three hundred dollars on this game alone already. I'm like going, you you spent three hundred dollars on a game that was free, like. Like I'm, and it's not even on things that will help you in the game. I mean, it's all purely cosmetic, cosmetic things. Yeah. They've created their own supply and demand for things that are not even, they don't give you a benefit of anything in winning the game. It's strictly like, it's like going to get Jordans or something. Yeah. Like, or the Yeezys or whatever. Like, oh, how did you get that? Those are so rare. Like, who cares? You're like, this, this is a fucking pinata stick as my as my pickaxe instead of a fucking pickaxe. Like, you're so basic now. Like, <laughs> and it's funny because I, I haven't bought anything on my from my uh, player. And I feel every time I play it and I save when I was with upgrades, I feel like, oh, I'm the basic bitch in the fucking room right now. And then I feel like I'm the target. Like, hey, guys, this kid's got this guy's still wearing uh, clothes from last season. Let's go kick his ass. Like, oh, oh, for sure. You know what they call you? They call you a no skin. Because you haven't even leveled up enough to get yourself a custom skin. You're a no skin, you fucking loser. <laughs> and now I feel like I feel like I'm like I'm like I'm the Molly Ringwald of uh, you know sweet uh, you know sixteen candles or pink Cadillac or, or uh, what do you call that pink Cadillac? Uh, pretty pink. You're al- you're almost as but you're more like Ducky probably. Oh, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm just I'm just that awkward loser who just comes in here going, hey no skin like hey man I'm just here to game yeah sure. Why don't you go over there? Play Minecraft. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, here's a fucking noogie for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now, now we're gonna we're gonna see this like 
see this audience like expand out even more. Like, I have it. Have, have you tried playing on mobile at all? Because I, I downloaded it for the iPhone and I played it for about three minutes and it was so hard for me to control. I, that I, I, was, I couldn't do anything. I played it on uh, my PS4 and then on my, on my Switch. Um, okay. And my Switch, it was, it was still a little bit hard for me to play. Um, I mean, uh, it's still a game, you know, it's, you know straight up uh, has all the controllers and everything. I just found that there's a little bit harder for me to play. I think because the controls are a little bit smaller actually on a Switch. But then now I'm the thing, it's going to be on Android. I'm like, I'm looking at the shit right now, like going, um, how the fuck am I supposed to be like just tapping around on my fucking like Galaxy Note or whatever and just like, um, what the fuck? Like, like there are no there are no physical buttons on this. At least on a control, there's a controller that has buttons. Like there's no there's no controller on it. There's no buttons. Right. So there's no, it's soft buttons. It's just areas of the the screen where you're going to be touching yeah. and maneuvering your player around and tapping. You're doing a lot of tapping and a lot of swiping. And for me, I have big fucking fat thumbs. My hands get in the way of everything that I'm trying to look at on the screen. So you know? you're going to try and snipe from someone from far away, but the next thing, the next thing you know, you're like, so what the fuck what am I doing? No, no, I don't want to change weapons. I don't even know how to pull my gun out. Exactly. No, it's it's terrible for me. I really liked the idea. I downloaded it. I plan on playing it on the plane. I got about three minutes in and just went to, you know, the same old browsing Twitter and listening to podcasts again because it's it was I couldn't would figure you it out. But play that or, I, rather, what? or would you rather sit through BVS? Ugh. Yeah, 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 can yeah, I do neither? Can right? I, so can I attempt to sleep? Can I do no, anything no, else? No. I don't want to do either one of them. It's very painful. Being terrible at video games is one of the more painful things <laughs> to endure. But man, watching that movie is almost worse. I feel like I don't want my eyes to bleed, so I guess I'll keep playing the game and try to get better <laughs> at it. Um, but there's no doubt now how much farther the reach is going to be because, I mean, the iPhone, it's one thing to be on Android or to be on iPhone, yeah. but when you get on Android as well and you, every single person in the world has a phone in their pocket and they're, you tell them it's a free game, they start getting hooked. They're like, my girlfriend, like Candace is in there playing Candy Crush right now. This game's seven years old. It doesn't matter. She's in there buying extra lives. I can only imagine what happens when you have you know, a 19 year old with their debit card hooked up to their Fortnite account. And all of a sudden, you know, you're up at 2 a.m. And all of a sudden you've spent $200 on extra skins and shit. It's real easy to. Yeah, you, then you got ex- to explain yourself. You know, funny thing about Candy Crush, like, you know, who else has a Candy Crush crush is right oh, now. Really? Uh, Yes, the other uh, special friend of the program. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she plays a she plays she plays she plays, she plays it quite a bit, um, not as much as before. But yeah, she was playing it like hardcore. Like she got competitive a few times, or she uh, she uh, I think there was we went to this restaurant and they had like this uh, chalkboard and so they had like a Candy Crush uh, high score thing in there. And she's like looking at it and she's like, going, "No fucking way, you got that score. There's no way." And then she was just like, and yeah, she got determined. And then like, kind of, then at one point she kind of. You know, like slow down on playing it, but then every now and then I still catch it. Like you know, I, I hear the Candy Crush. Like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 nuts that Fortnite has blown up this big, and like the the model uh, business model now for video games is obviously going to change. And I don't know free free to access the game, but then pay to play once you get in like it must be the future of the game because look how much more money they're making that with a normal console game you go and spend 50 or 60 bucks up front and then really how much is the company making on the back end like hoping you buy season passes and things like that but you're limited you're extremely limited in the amount you're going to spend on a game so the value for the consumer it's it appears to be great because you're not paying anything up front but if you don't have the control to uh to stop yourself from buying sort of the cosmetic stuff in there, you end up spending a whole lot more on a game. Uh, so it's an interesting dynamic. Absolutely. And that's where I'm still confused. Like when we were talking about this game before, I was like, I don't know what their business model is because the game is free and everyone I know plays it, but it's free. And I, said, I, asked you too, and I had the same question. I was going, it's a free game. Yeah. I was going, all right, that's fuck it. You said it free is for me. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and you know what else was free? Snake. And you know what? I can only play that for a little while, and I got bored of it. But Fortnite doesn't seem to be slowing down. You know? No way. That's going full speed ahead. It's 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 it's, it's taking it's taking uh, you know the, no, I would say the world by storm, but it's 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 taking the gaming world by storm. Well, not only that, but it, it's creating like a new genre of content makers because there's out there people making careers now on just playing Fortnite on Twitch and on streaming oh, and putting yes. videos on YouTube. You know how much money Ninja makes? Uh, Are you yeah, familiar yeah. with it, with Ninja? Yeah. So he's yeah, sort yeah, of he's the most prominent. Of players. 
yeah, he's one of the most prominent players. He's sort of widely recognized as quote unquote, the best. I don't know if he truly is, but he's won some big tournaments and he's got the most watchers on Twitch. That makes $500,000 a month just from his Twitch streams. $500,000 a month. Every time I I always tell my parents, thanks a lot, mom and dad. If you just let me go ahead and wrap my brain, I could be over there, you know, playing video games and earning six figures. But nope, that didn't happen. And now look at you. Now look at you. Look look what you've done. Thanks for being responsible, quote unquote. I know. God. Well, uh, well, good luck to them. Uh, Good luck to you. Maybe you're going to be that next one. Maybe I'll be the next one. Um, but uh, that's actually all we have for this week. Um, Jeremiah, well, where can anyone find you on the on the social medias and everything? Why don't you remind everyone? It's been a while. I know you got uh, uh, Thanos has released you from his, uh, his clutches. So uh, why don't you go and remind everyone where we can find you? <laughs> Pretty much find me at all the normal places, XJ, Dempsey X. Um, yeah, I don't post that much, but uh, maybe I will now since I'm sure to have legions of followers after today. Of course, legions and legions. And uh, don't forget, uh, we'll have Rudy on the show. Absolutely. I'm going to uh, talk to him tonight. Oh, yes. Um, and as always, uh, you can, my name is Vince, and I am on Instagram, vmasaharu09. Uh, the Keeping It Nerd podcast at Gmail is our e- official email. So please send us any uh any mail that you want, like any topics you want us to uh, hit up on a, on a weekly, or if you want to actually really uh, defend um uh, any of the DC movies, please send us uh, our, uh, our way. We also uh, have yeah, social media is uh, keeping it a nerd on uh, Instagram and on Twitter, which we rarely use Twitter. I don't know who he still does. Um, you know, <laughs> I won't say it. I was going to say James Gunn, but geez, nah, that's all right. <laughs> well, I already said it. So we know who uses Twitter. So anyways, uh, what else we got here? We have, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Please rate, subscribe, like all the good stuff for this podcast. Follow us on all our socials. Send us, uh, send us some love. And um, Jeremiah, any parting words? Any last, uh, last, last second things? I just wish it would cool down. Somebody send me ice. You got it. We will send you some ice right away. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. I uh, will hope to hear. Oh, I'm sorry. God, still no more words. Uh, we'll see you again. Or we won't see you. I guess you'll hear from us again. It's time for Bye. bed. <laughs> yep. <laughs>